0: Welcome to this Allen and Overy podcast. My name is Victoria Ferris and I'm a senior associate in Allen and Overy's Middle East Financial Services Regulatory Group. I'm joined by fellow senior associate David Berman, who's part of our Middle East Litigation, Investigations and Contentious Regulatory Group. Hi there. This podcast forms part of a series where we will be focusing on key considerations relevant to the emerging crypto asset landscape in the UAE. This episode will be an introduction to crypto assets, looking at what crypto assets are and the key legal considerations relevant to crypto assets in the UAE. We'll also touch on each of the key regulatory regimes governing crypto in the UAE, implemented both in mainland UAE as well as in the UAE's financial free zones. This will hopefully be of interest to anyone already involved in the crypto space or anyone who's seeking to become involved in the crypto sector in the UAE or in the broader GCC region. So against that backdrop, I suggest we dive straight in. David, the UAE is the Middle East's third largest crypto market with a transaction volume of approximately 26 billion US dollars, trailing only Lebanon and Turkey. So let's start with the obvious, but maybe not easy question. What is a crypto asset?
1: Well, Victoria, that's not a straightforward question at all. The key point is that there really isn't any firm definition of what a crypto asset is. Instead, crypto asset is essentially an umbrella term that captures a range of digital assets within it. For example, both cryptocurrencies and non-currency assets such as security tokens are types of crypto assets. But if we break the term crypto asset down, there are basically two parts to it. The first part, crypto refers to the fact that these assets use cryptographic encryption as a secure way of recording who owns what assets. The second part, asset, tells us that these are a digital representation of value or contractual rights. In other words, they can be transferred, stored, or traded electronically using some form of distributed ledger technology.
0: The use of distributed ledger technology or DLT is one of the key points to remember when thinking about crypto assets. There is going to be a standalone podcast dedicated to DLT consideration. So we won't spoil that and go into too much detail on it here. But essentially, DLT is a decentralized database managed by multiple participants across multiple nodes.
1: Let's um, perhaps put that into a bit of context. Bitcoin uh, is probably the most well-known of the cryptocurrencies, so let's use that as an example. Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer electronic cash system where there is no physical currency and no central bank or other organized authority standing behind the currency. What that means is that instead of being backed by a central authority, there is actually a decentralized network of peers which vouches for the validity of the ownership of the cryptocurrency. So, underlying the verification of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies is the distributed ledger system called blockchain.
0: The two terms blockchain and DLT are often used interchangeably, but distributed ledger technology is essentially the framework that underpins blockchain.
1: Exactly, Victoria. Many traded assets rely on a central repository to verify ownership and its transfer. The DLT system relies instead on verification by a community of participants. Blockchain refers to technology supporting a decentralized distributed information repository that doesn't depend on one specific entity for verification. This system holds the promise of much lower costs than centralized authorities and much more rapid processing.
0: So essentially, crypto assets are cryptographically secured digital representations of value or contractual rights that use some type of distributed ledger technology and can be transferred, stored or traded electronically. And that really helps to explain why crypto assets and particularly cryptocurrencies were created in the first place. They were designed to be used as a form of payment for goods or services. There are thousands of crypto assets, but let's stick with the Bitcoin example. Bitcoin initially was intended to be used as a form of payment for goods or services. So instead of using traditional fiat currency to pay for something, you could instead use Bitcoin. But the difficulty is that the value of Bitcoin and similar tokens has historically been fairly unstable, which makes it difficult to use Bitcoin as a means of payment.
1: So is what you're saying there, Victoria, that the value of Bitcoin can fluctuate?
0: Exactly. As a result, Bitcoin has actually become more widely used as a form of speculative investment. Um, So in other words, people trade in Bitcoin, purchasing it in the hope that its value goes up and they can sell it and make money. So Bitcoin really failed in terms of its intended purpose. As a result, so-called stable coins were developed, which aren't really dissimilar to cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, except that the value of a stable coin is pegged to another form of asset, including traditional fiat currencies such as the US dollar. And because of this, the value of a stable coin is, as the name suggests, much more stable, thereby allowing it to be used more effectively as a payment or exchange token to pay for goods or services.
1: However, one of the key points to note about crypto assets is that they are decentralised, which means that they're not backed by any central authority in the same way that, for example, traditional fiat currencies will be backed by a central bank. As a result, central banks have been exploring whether they can issue their own digital currency, generally referred to as central bank digital currencies or CBDCs. This is a big area of focus for many jurisdictions at the moment, including the UAE. For example, last year, the UAE Central Bank announced that it was set to introduce a digital currency as part of its 2023 to 2026 strategy. So it is very much an area to watch.
0: Exactly. So if we come back to the original question, what is a crypto asset? I think what is clear is that it's a term that is constantly evolving and developing. And that's shown through the progression of cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin through to stable coins and also central bank digital currencies.
1: I think that explains the basics about what crypto assets are. So let's look at what this means in terms of the UAE regulatory landscape. The UAE, both in the onshore UAE, as well as the two financial free zones, the ADGM and the DIFC, has been doing a lot of great work to position the UAE as a hub for fintech and payments firms. As a result, there's also been a host of legislation issued in both the onshore and offshore UAE regimes aimed at bringing certain crypto assets and activities connected with crypto assets within the scope of regulation. In particular, the UAE regulators, so that's the Central Bank and the Securities and Commodities Authority or the SCA in the onshore UAE, as well as the DFSA and the FSRA in the financial free zones, have published legislation specifically targeted at bringing these activities and products within the scope of regulation.
0: Correct. Most jurisdictions and authorities have yet to enact laws governing crypto assets, so this really makes the UAE stand out as particularly progressive in this space. If we look at the developments in the onshore regime, as we know, the provision and marketing of financial products in the UAE is regulated by both the UAE Central Bank and the SCA. Generally speaking, banking services and products will be under the jurisdiction of the central bank and security services and products will be under the jurisdiction of the SCA. And both the SCA and the central bank have issued regulations relevant to crypto assets and as a result, Activities connected with crypto assets are regulated in different respects by both regulators. For example, security tokens will be regulated by the SCA, whereas fiat tokens will be within the regulatory perimeter of the central bank.
1: There's also been a lot of development in the regulation of crypto assets aside from the onshore UAE, hasn't there, Victoria?
0: Definitely. The ADGM Financial Free Zone in Abu Dhabi is very well established in respect of its crypto asset regime. In fact, it was the first jurisdiction in the world to introduce a comprehensive framework for the regulation of virtual asset activities. The framework substantively deals with crypto assets in the same way the ADGM does with more traditional assets and financial instruments. In particular, firms that carry out regulated activities in respect of crypto assets will have to obtain a license with the Financial Services Regulator, the FSRA. And that licensing process is generally aligned with the FSRA's standard licensing process with a few nuances, of course.
1: Exactly. One of those nuances is that the ADGM framework does not necessarily permit the use of all forms of crypto asset. In fact, only activities related to accepted virtual assets will be permitted. The FSRA has broad scope to determine what will amount to an accepted virtual asset, so whilst there are criteria, this will be very much tested on a case-by-case basis. What's also important to mention is that whether a virtual asset is an accepted virtual asset is specific to each authorised person. In other words, what may be an accepted virtual asset for one authorised person does not necessarily mean it will be an accepted virtual asset for another authorised person. So this is all information that would need to be set out in a prospective licence application.
0: Outside of the financial free zones, the Emirate of Dubai is still in the process of developing its crypto asset framework, but is ambitious to become a leading jurisdiction in this space.
1: Haven't there been some really interesting developments in relation to this recently, Victoria?
0: That's right. In particular, there has been the recent publication of the Dubai Virtual Assets Law, or DVAL, which will apply to all of the Emirate of Dubai, aside from its financial free zone, the DIFC. First and foremost, the DVAL establishes the Dubai Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority, commonly referred to as VARA. And VARA will be an independent entity affiliated to the Dubai World Trade Centre, tasked with regulating and overseeing and controlling all virtual asset activities.
1: I think it's also worth mentioning that while some of the finer details will not be clarified until implementing decisions have been issued – The DVAL will essentially prohibit virtual asset activities carried out in Dubai unless subject to license. Securing a license will entail meeting certain conditions. For example, interested undertakings on the face of it will need to establish a Dubai entity from which they offer their services. This may create difficulties for businesses already established elsewhere in the UAE that wish to offer cross-border services into Dubai. Our understanding is, however, the VARA will have discretion to waive certain requirements. So it remains to be seen how strictly this is going to be applied in practice.
0: It will also be interesting to see how the PARs of the VARA interact with those of the onshore UAE regulators, notably the SCA. So this is very much a key area to watch. That brings us to the end of this episode. As we mentioned at the outset, this does form part of a series of podcasts we're releasing on all things crypto. So do look out for the other episodes. Thanks for listening. And please do get in touch if you have any thoughts or comments on the podcast.